0: McDowell's Specialty Repair, Susie Boyle Mortgage Team and Castlecook Mortgage LLC, Christian Brothers Automotive, Security Gold and Silver, a reliable source for your bullion investment, Domino's Pizza, Diamond Heating and Cooling, Hoffman Autobody, someone you can trust, Zero Res Carpet Cleaning, and Dodd Roofing. And now here's your host, Skip Hall. Welcome to Game Plan for Life. This is your host, Skip Hall. Well, today we've got a a wonderful guest in that a lot of you people in the Valley are going to be familiar with. His name is Jerry Burrow. He's a PGA uh, golf pro for many, many years. Uh, He's the director of golf at River Birch Golf Club. It's in Nampa, right? It's it's in uh, Star. It's in Star. It's about as big as Nampa
1: now. (laughs) Star is gigantic. Star is
0: growing, absolutely. Well, Jerry, welcome to Game Plan for Life. Thanks, Skip. Always fun to be with you. Well, listen, we're going to hear Jerry's story today, and then we'll get into some some golf stuff and a lot of a lot of good stories, I'm sure. But Jerry, let's start by having you go back and tell your story from where you grew up and kind of marches up through the years. Well,
1: um, that is since I'm getting so old, that's kind of a long story, um, but I grew up in Florida. Uh, my dad was an airline pilot. He flew for, you probably remember Pan American. Well, a, lot sure. of, a lot of people nowadays don't, right. but he was um, a pilot for uh, Pan American Airlines, and uh, he and my mom, we, we lived in Southern Florida, and uh, I went to school up in Georgia. I got a golf pro job in Northern Florida and went from northern Florida as an assistant pro to a job in Las Vegas. Mm. And uh, by that time, um, I was still single, and I got to Las Vegas, and um, uh, a sorority sister that I had dated at Florida State uh, from north of Florida told me t- about uh, uh, Susan uh, works coming to uh, Las Vegas, so I met Susan in Las Vegas, and then we got married later that winter down in Tampa, Florida, and then here it is fifty-five years later, and we're wow, still married. That's great. And um, anyway, so we ended up moving to Las Vegas where I was working, and she ended up getting a job, and then um, I was was teaching and playing and working in the golf shop all three hmm. over the next couple of years and uh the playing part got um, got to where i was uh fairly successful uh most of the time i was i was making more money than i was spending which was <laughs> well that's good was, in las that vegas that was very yeah that <laughs> was very strange in the golf business because when you first start playing as a golf professional it's uh, it's a tough grind and yeah. uh you have to you have to get out there with uh, you know, with the really good players and oh, whatever. Yeah. But anyway, um I played throughout the western part of the United States and had some successes uh early on. And um I played a little bit on the Monday qualifiers on the PGA tour and got my uh head beat in quite a bit. Hmm. Uh but I I did manage to qualify for two major championships. Um I played uh in um, one senior uh, the USGA Senior Open mm-hmm. uh, at Riviera, the United States Open there, and uh, had some success there, played all four rounds, had my son in for me, really? which was a highlight. That's great. And um, um, anyway, uh, still living in Idaho. Um, Susie and I ended up, after the PGA Tour days and, and playing all over the world, um, I accepted a job in um, up in Idaho at the Eagle Hills Golf Course. Right. My family bought the golf course, right. and uh, uh, we were in, I think we were in uh, Japan, or we were someplace overseas, and uh, my family asked me on a long, it, it wasn't long distance in those days, they were called trunk calls, yeah. and it took a day or so to make that call. And uh, I called from uh, uh, from a hotel in uh, Japan and um, my uh, brother in law said, if you're ready to come to work, we have a place for you in Idaho. Really? So we moved on to, uh, we. Went to San Francisco, down to Vegas, packed up all of our stuff, and moved to Idaho. And that was 50 years ago this month. Wow. We were here in 74, 1974. 74. Here in Idaho, and opened up Eagle Hills Golf Eagle Course. Eagle Hills, absolutely. And then built another nine there, built a clubhouse. And after I was in Eagle Hills for three or four years, and we sold the golf course, and, uh, uh, and I was named the golf professional at Hillcrest Country Club. Yep. And that's where uh, we first met was yeah, at Hillcrest. Yeah. And uh um and then um, let's see after Hillcrest I was there for uh, almost 20 years. Um then my business partner at um or he's a golf course superintendent at Hillcrest Clint, Clint, Clint Travis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Clint and I um uh ended up leasing and building the uh banbury golf course band eagle yep. and uh so we were there he and i were partners there for 20 years and we also did several other golf courses at that time mm-hmm. and uh we ended up owning a couple of golf courses leasing a couple of courses and that was during some tough times in right. 2008 and 9 oh yeah and golf courses were going to me went that's exactly right oh. so um anyway so we were uh we were there for 20 years together as partners and uh we ended up uh, uh, we we stayed for an extra year for them uh, just so that they could get another group in, and then uh, after that, we uh, ended up taking over the um, River Birch Golf Course, mm-hmm. and we're leasing that golf course from uh, the owners uh, down in. Uh, they live down in Paul, Idaho, and we're taking care of that golf course for them, and uh, and that's nice, nice for us. Yes, um, and the golf course is busy the golf business as you know yeah you know it's had its highs and lows and it was the lows were doing 2008 9 10 golf courses were going broke and uh and then when covid hit everything turned around everybody started uh, because you couldn't get outside much and you were or you couldn't stay inside very often you had to have screens up and the whole world you needed to be outside. yeah exactly right and uh uh, I was telling Clint, I said, I'd always grown up with the number one thing in golf was customer service and how you treat people and looking them in the eye and shaking hands yes. and saying, hey, welcome to our course and all that. Well, that just went out the window. When <laughs> COVID came, you swipe your credit card about 20 feet away from the window and you said, there's a 10th tee over there. Go hit it. And uh and more people were playing golf. Uh yeah. Golf courses, not just ours, but all the golf courses sure. just went uh, straight up their Numbers were incredible and it stayed that way. Golf is just, uh, over, over the nation. It's just gotten bigger and bigger and lots of, uh, lots of new people playing golf. Golf used to be kind of when I first got to Hillcrest, it was pretty much men only. Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, by the time I left, there were more women playing and lots of kids playing. And, uh, now, you know, 30 years later, uh, Uh, golf is for everybody and uh, it is it's incredible it's a lifetime sport. they always said that but nobody nobody really believed it well now it definitely is people can play it till they're 80 or 90 years old absolutely so and it's such a
0: family thing too i mean uh, uh, we were talking off air about you know in our family of course my wife and i loved golf and then our, our son chris was a state champion golf champion and and our daughter Susie's a good golfer. Uh, our two granddaughters were both golfers and state champions. And our grandson's now. I've got one that's <laughs> seven years old, and he's he's being uh, tutored and mentored and coached by your gal out at Riverbirk Katie. TV. Yeah. And uh, but it's it's such a neat thing for families to get involved with and kids, you know. And I I can't say enough, Jerry,
1: about what you've done for for golf in the world of the kids it's just been phenomenal thanks it uh, i saw right away when i moved here that there was no state junior golf organization and there is now and that we have three or four different districts in idaho and there's just thousands of kids every year that play for those three months during the summers (laughs) and they play in all the different districts and then they have a state championship and uh And you know, golf uh, is—you know—you don't have to be a great player. I mean, you know, Chris was a wonderful player, and he won a lot of tournaments as a kid and a high school player. But just playing golf at a young age, like your little seven-year-old, by the time he's twelve or thirteen years old, he'll be beating you. No offense, well, but he'll be beating probably do that right now.
0: yeah, but it's, it's such a wonderful thing for kids and adults. I mean, it's 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 just a it's a world-class sport for sure.
1: It really is and yeah. you know the little things they do, the little things they do on television uh, like a ladies tour, men's tour when they come off the 18th green they all take their hats off they shake hands they say thanks for the day and uh you know uh, the junior golfers all over the country they do the same thing now yeah. and even adults guys who've been playing for 40 or 50 years instead of just walking off getting in a cart they ah, here's your five dollars you know right. now they shake hands and they say you know thanks for the round thanks for the time being out here with me and it's uh you know golf is it's it's changed quite a bit. you learn a lot more than golf yeah you, you learn, really do you <laughs> learn
0: about life you learn how to yeah. teach you know, you learn how to handle your anger, you learn how to handle uh people you learn how to treat people well, you learn respect there's so much more to it than than just yeah. the golf itself and and I encourage anybody listening, whether you're a parent a grandparent or whatever, get your kids out there it's it's something that'll help change their lives.
1: Yeah, it really is. Uh, I, I worked at a uh, one of my assistant pro jobs uh, was at a military golf course, but I was a civilian working there for uh, the golf course. And um, uh, my boss always uh, played golf on Saturday mornings with mm-hmm. the generals. And this was the Vietnam era, so there was always you know generals going through the yeah. you know guys that were heading over to Vietnam and and. Um, I remember uh, this one Saturday. My boss said, uh, "Jerry, on Saturday, uh, you're gonna you're playing with uh, General So and So. This I'm not gonna mention his name, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, you're gonna play with General What's his name on Saturday." And I said, "Really?" I said, "You play with the generals." And I said, "Well, uh, I don't play with this one." And uh, I said, "Really?" Well, sure, I'll be glad to do it. And after the second hole. I knew why he sent me out to play with this general. This guy was a... I mean, he used abusive language in those days, which really? nobody ever did. Uh, he threw clubs starting right from the first hole. He had a guy that was a full colonel that was his aide that was driving his little golf cart. And I was carrying my own clubs and walking. Yeah. And uh, he was a club thrower, and he never ever you know said hey nice shot jerry or whatever uh but yeah. he was he was tough and then i came in after nine holes and i ended up going the whole 18 holes but i said hey mr killer uh, i know why you have me playing with general such mm-hmm. and such and he said yeah it's a real treat <laughs> yeah. so but that doesn't happen very often no he's but, the exception
0: but, not the rule but yeah. it does
1: you know it does happen once in a while right the tempers right. get a hold of people yeah so, yeah yep, they do but
0: like i say you, you really learn how to how to handle your temper too and there's there's things that happen on a golf course that just you know you can't believe, but yet they happen, and, and you got to deal with it. You know yeah. you got to learn how to handle it. Yeah, that's true. Life is about ten percent of what happens to us, and ninety percent about how we handle it. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's how exactly right. It. Yeah.
0: It. Well, Jerry, let's let's continue on now. So you, you, these last few years at River Birch, uh, you've been been director of golf, and tell us
1: a little bit more about what that entails. Well, it's uh, kind of a cushy job. Uh, my hard jobs have been at uh, when I was teaching, running golf operations, training people, training golf professionals, right. training staff members, uh, working with the golf course superintendent. I don't worry about that much anymore. Yeah. Clint kind of takes most of that away from me, which is nice. Yes. Uh, but we have a nice staff, a couple golf professionals, and we have... Katie Summers, your grandson's uh, golf professional. Right. And I've worked with Katie and I have been friends. I've uh, hired her oh, probably 10, 12 years ago at Banbury. And I've taught with her and I've been around her a mm-hmm. lot. And mm-hmm. she's a, besides being the Rocky Mountain Section Player of the Year, mm. she's uh, she's just a wonderful instructor and she's a great Motivator, and as I told you before, you know most of the kids when they get done with the lesson, they don't want to go home. <laughs> so I want to stay with Katie, yeah. you know. So she uh, she shakes the earth with uh, with her instruction, and people, the kids love her, the parents love her. But she really has her stuff together, and well, people that's... come out with a beautiful golf swing, and uh, you know, and that's all you kind of do with kids is just try to get them to where they have a really good grip, ball position is good, good posture and then they have a a simulative Swinging the golf club, you know, not mm-hmm. trying to hit the golf ball like most of our adults do, right. but, trying to kill but it. actually learning the right. golf swing. And you learn the golf swing when you're 10, 12 years old or five or six years old, and it's with you forever. I mean, <laughs> it's like playing the piano. It's not like chopsticks. It <laughs> is forever.
0: I got to tell you a funny golf story. So when, when I was a coach here at Boise State, Virginia and I, they gave us a membership at Crane Creek. So we'd go up in the evening sometime and play nine holes and one night we were up there and playing plan nine and i think it was the second or third hole par three and the canyon was right on our left three yeah yeah par three and so yeah. she hits her shot and hits down the fairway and i get up to hit my shot of course swung too hard pull it left into the canyon <laughs> yeah. and reload the ball up there again hit the ball again swung too hard pull it into the canyon and virginia says to me Why don't you just not swing so hard? (laughs) So I teed up the third one, swing, I swung a lot easier, smoothly in the hole in in one. No kidding. A hole in one, two, three, four, five. (laughs) It was a hole in five. Oh my God. But it taught me a lesson about, you know, you got to learn how to swing.
1: Yeah. And hit. Yeah. Yeah, the swing is the deal and everybody does they wanna hit. Kids learn I mean we teach kids right away. You can hit as hard as you want to just with balance. When you get done you gotta look really good. When you're at the top, you gotta look good. You gotta be able to maintain that balance. But we teach kids now to you know, you can go after it. You just have to you just have to maintain that, Mm -hmm. that pace in your swing and be in control of the club. So, no thrashing anymore. It's always just swinging the club. Yeah, yeah. 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 Virginia was right. She was right. All these years, see? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Why don't you just not (laughs) swing so hard? (laughs) Well, you can learn lessons from anybody, I guess, even your wife. Yeah. learn a lot of lessons from your wife yeah i do yeah 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 so um other uh, things jerry with your your role as director of golf i'm sure you're still involved with a pga
1: in some fashion uh, shape or form yeah we have uh several meetings a year that i try to attend um there's all kinds of you know the rules of golf change all the time so i stay attuned to the rules of golf mm-hmm. um the the teaching the game it hasn't changed much. There's more, you know. There's more uh, technical information out there Mm -hmm. that sometimes helps players and sometimes it confuses players. Right. So, um, you know, that part hasn't hasn't changed too much. But for the tour players. It definitely has helped the yeah. tour players. They yeah. can put a they can put track man behind them. They can see their club head's path. They can see their club swing uh, speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so they can control a lot of that. Yeah. But um, for the for the average player, uh, too much yeah. of that information yeah. is uh, doesn't doesn't help doesn't that help. much. Um, and, and you know, I hear, I mean, parents used to tell me all the time, they said, oh, and, you know, and for a little 12-year-old kid or 13-year-old kid, they'd say, you know, I just think Bobby just doesn't have the mental part of it. And I said, well, Bobby's got to get the physical part of it long before you can worry about the mental part of it. Yeah. I mean, he's got to learn, you know, learn that. This is what gets the, your hands mm-hmm. on the club is what gets the club back to square. Right. And uh, if your grip is bad, the club is going to be closed or it's going to mm-hmm. be open. Uh, most right-handed players have a tendency to hit the ball to the right. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, it doesn't have anything to do except with where your hands are on the club. And, having the club open right through the hitting area is what makes the ball go to the right. Mm -hmm. It used to be in the old days, you know, 20 years ago, there was only probably out of 20 players, there's only one, there might be one left-handed player. Yeah. Well, now that's all changed. It's probably... Three out of ten yeah. are left-handed, and they have equipment for left-handed players too. So instead of everybody hitting the ball that way, now there's homes that are on the left-hand side <laughs> of the road. No kidding, The left-hand side of the fairway, they're getting hit yeah. too. You yeah. know, yeah. so that part that part has yeah. changed quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: well, speaking of equipment, and and for the average player. I mean, you see all this advertising about this new club that just came out. And boy, this is going to do wonders for your game and this and that. But for the average player, Jerry, how much difference does a new club going to make?
1: Well, it depends on what they've got. Yeah. You know, if they've got clubs that are 20 years old, 15 right. years old, right. the new shafts and the new club heads definitely are going to help a player. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they're trying to develop club head speed, that definitely is going to help a player. But if their clubs are within the last five or six years, um, it's like they used to say about Nicholas. You could give Nicholas, uh, you know, his daughter's golf clubs, and he still shoots sixty-five. So uh, the clubs wouldn't mean yeah. that much unless you're unless you're playing with an older an older set of clubs. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. and again, it gets back to everybody goes to the driving range. I, I can't. I could probably tell you. If I gave a thousand lessons, how many people have ever come up and said, "Hey, Mister Bro, I'd like you to watch me chip and putt today instead of hitting balls." Mm-hmm. And probably three out of a thousand. Yeah, I mean, most players, the good players, that's what they do. They work on the short game well, and they develop a great short game. But the average player, all they want to do is hit, hit it further. Yeah, hit it further. But and, the score um, is in the short game. The scoring the is. most improvement, yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure, for
0: yeah. sure.
1: Yeah. Well, I see you. You've got two kids, right? I've got two kids, four grandkids. My uh, daughter is uh, turns forty seven tomorrow, and uh, we had a birthday party for her last night at the Cottonwood Grill. Wow! And uh, my uh, son lives in Seattle. Uh, And uh, he is two years older mm-hmm. And he has a birthday later on this month And then we have two grandkids over there In Seattle and two, two here, here. Yeah. How about so, greats?
0: Great grandkids?
1: No greats. Nothing yet? We're, we're probably, if the our grandson here, our oldest is 18, 19, and he's going to Boise State. So, uh, you know, that could be in the future somewhere. But, somewhere down know, the road, yeah. I would say that after marriage, but nowadays it doesn't really matter. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, all of a sudden it, <laughs> yeah. it, it hits you pretty hard. I mean, oh. i get. I've got two great, great grandkids now, four grands, two greats, and another great on the way. Wow! Yeah, Gibson Berryhill married my 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 granddaughter Jaden. Oh, okay. you talk about two athletes together. I mean, wow. those those two are a pair. She's eight and a half months pregnant, going to deliver here in a few weeks. They're out running five miles a day. Oh. Oh, God. <laughs> they, that... You talk about total commitment. They those two are a pair. Wow. Yeah, and Gibson, of course, they run Bacon, the restaurant downtown. Yeah, You, know, you yeah. probably know John. Yeah,
1: I've John heard of him. John Berryhill, you know. yeah. yeah.
0: But, uh, but anyway, yeah. It's, it's, it's fun to see the families grow, and before you know it, you've got grandkids, and before you know it, you've got great grandkids. So. Yeah. And, and you uh, need to enjoy them along the
1: way, because it goes pretty fast. That's exactly right, and the family is... Families, everything. We tried to go, or in past years, we've tried to go about once a month to Seattle. Hadn't worked out like that this Mm -hmm. past year, but, uh, you know, once a month or so, we'll drive over there, and we have a car over there. Both of our kids work. Our daughter-in-law is is an attorney over there, so she has to have a car. And then our son, he works, so mm-hmm. he's got to have a car. So we try to drive. Yeah. And you know, the it's interstate all the way, and we'll leave at five thirty, six o'clock in the morning, and usually get there in time to pick the kids up at school, our little grandkids at school. So that's you know that's been nice, and yeah. spend a couple of days over there, then get out of there. And uh, which
0: know. yeah, Seattle's changed. Oh, uh, you know, from God. the time that we were there, seventy five to eighty six. Why well, it was really nice. Seattle, Seattle was a great place, but nowadays, man, it's downtown Seattle is what I'm talking about. It's yeah. it's a mess. Yeah, I've been
1: to a couple of football games over there. Our, uh Boise State played. Yep. uh Boise State played University of Washington right, one right. time, and, and my my football buddy was Lyle Pearson, and oh, he sure. and I he oh, and I got yeah. to go to a got I, to go to a game over there, and and um, and that was that was great. Uh, you know, unfortunately, we lost, but uh, it was. Right. Fun being over there. Yeah. 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 But
0: Boise State has over the years has sure done a a phenomenal job. And you know, I looked this morning at their schedule for this next year. I saw it, yeah. It's gonna be tough. It is. I mean you got Oregon, Oregon State, Washington State, plus the conference games. Right. Of course the, the non conference doesn't count, you know, in the league standings, but sure it's it's gonna to be tough. But you know what? I think this year going into the season with this new quarterback, if he stays right. and, which he hopefully will. Right. Uh, I haven't heard anything that's to the contrary. And with uh Ashton Genty coming back, the running back, number two on the blue, I call him, uh it could be a pretty exciting season. Oh, and
1: now Dirk Cutter coming back. He's to be... incredible. And, and Dirk, I thought, I mean, Dirk is a golfer. Yeah. And um, I haven't given him any lessons or anything, but uh, I've seen him in McCall quite a bit. Oh, and I yeah. know some of the guys he plays golf with. He plays every day. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a golf golfer. Yeah. Nut. And yeah. he is, uh, I thought last year was going to be just kind of the, you know, kind of get him on the right foot. Fill and, in. Uh, yeah. And that he signed back up again. What a big deal that is it for is. the Treasure Valley. Well, here, here's cow. here's what's happening: is that Dirk,
0: you know, to his credit, has swallowing his his own uh, his own pride and stuff. He's coming back for a year. He signed a year contract to help coach and, and and get him going as best he can, and then give the 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 program a year to find somebody that's going to fit the bill really well. Instead of rushing somebody in at the end, you know, without it, right. yeah. So I, I think that's a, that's hats off to Dirk for for doing what he's well, didn't doing. Didn't he say that
1: last year? I'm just going to do it yeah, for a year, give year. me a chance to find somebody, <laughs> and then nobody that did. Somebody anything. left. What were they doing? Were they praying that he'd uh, come back again? <laughs> right. I mean, he's got you know NFL experience, and uh, yeah, I mean he's Good he's football done coach. it. He's done it all. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. and I
0: coached together at Missouri. Oh, you did? Yeah, he, oh. was, he was the offensive coordinator, and I was the defensive coordinator. That's and,
1: why Mark Johnson
0: thinks Mark so much Johnson, of you. Yeah, Mark is yeah, a Mizzou Missouri guy. guy. Yeah. He's a big Mizzou guy. And yeah. In fact, he came back there one year, and, and uh, I think I helped his daughter get into school there, too, or graduate school or something. But anyway, yeah, yeah Mark's a—he's a, he's a Mizzou guy. Yeah, he's a grandpa, too, now. Yes, he is, yeah. and yeah. a proud grandpa. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jerry, this has been delightful. We're we're about out of time here, but I just want to say thank you once again for coming in and sharing your story, and and thank you for all you've done for for you many bet. many people and for the game of golf in the Treasure Valley, and uh, just wish you nothing but the best. God bless you,
1: my friend, and you and your wife. Well, thank you very much, and I want you to give a big. Uh hug to Virginia when you get home tonight and tell her that's all I was talking about the whole day, (laughs) just talking about Virginia. Well, she'll be listening tomorrow. She'll
0: she'll be tuned in. So anyway, thank you so much, Jerry. And thank you to our sponsors that make this all possible. Thank you, too. All right. Till next time, we'll see you. Bye-bye. Thanks, Skip. Thank you for listening to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. This is Carolyn Holly inviting you to listen at this same time on this same station next Saturday as Skip and his guests go over the game plan for life. Have a great weekend and remember no game plan, no victory.